catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. With the year coming to a close, it is a great time to look back and reflect. The end of the calendar year can be such an emotional time for all of us. Whether you had the best year yet or you're still trying to wrap your heads around the year that is already ending, we all get the feeling that it's the end of the year. As we look ahead, it's important to take a look at the SME sector For many African countries, SMEs often make up more than 90% of all enterprises where they contribute towards inclusive economic growth. Sub-Saharan Africa alone has 44 million micro, small and medium enterprises. And SMEs are also responsible for an estimated 80% of jobs across the continent, giving these persons a promise of a livelihood. Meanwhile, the majority of SMEs fail in the first five years of operation due to a number of reasons. One of these reasons is human resource management, HRM, which has been identified as a crucial key success factor for SMEs in today's world, highly affected and influenced by technology. Now, technology is transforming the way HR is being carried out. Applying HR tech to some immediate issues that most SMEs face, such as payroll management, leave claims management, and attendance tracking, can free up some precious time for entrepreneurs to focus on much more urgent and innovative matters. Today, we'll be delving into the HR tech and SME management trends that shaped 2022 with the product manager of Human Manager Limited, Akinjide Omojola. Hi, good day. How are you doing today? Good morning, Anthony. Nice to be on your program. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for joining. Thank you. Um, What are your thoughts as we wrap up the year 2022 generally you know um what's the feeling like from your end uh 2022 has been a transition year it's fantastic uh the way the year is ending you know with the covid issue in 2020 for nigeria to adjust to all the expectations uh businesses to make modifications to how they do their businesses and 2021 uh, that flowed into 2021 2022 was the first year People thought, okay, we're starting the year with you know, less restrictions and we're able to engage, even across, even for big businesses, and in particular, small businesses who are more you know, resilient, more adaptable. I've also seen 2022 as a year to restart on um, their agendas for the year. So we, we look, end of 2022, we're looking at 2020, hoping that things begin to pick up back again in the economy as a whole. Hmm. So when I think of HR generally, I just think of, you know, like persons who have experienced, you know, while working. Um, but when I think of HR tech, uh, you know, I am thinking what exactly is, what exactly isn't HR tech. So maybe you want to um, clarify what makes up HR tech and, you know, what isn't HR tech. Okay. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, a lot of people, we are able to relate to technology with our everyday lives. And um, technology is basically an enabler, whether it's uh, your own living or 
business or whatever, technology is an enabler. And for HR techs, this speaks to any component of technology that allows you to function within the HR space. So it starts from things as simple as, you know, hiring processes to things like payment processes for salaries, you know, and statutory payments and things, payments related to work. Uh, it can go as far as even learning management. So we're looking at how do people train and develop capacity to do their jobs. And then you also have productivity tools now coming into that space. How do I make sure my employees are productive? Um, for those of us who have experience with blue collar industries, we've always known about you know timing in and timing out, checking and checking out items and, and technologies. You know, clocking to the factory, clocking out. So it's it's a pretty robust space. HR itself is is, is growing because now we're looking at not just direct human participation in labor, but even automation as part of labor. So anything that will allow um, HR or company to relate with people issues in the entire space of spectrum of the office and even beyond the office now with remote work going uh, is considered HR tech. Now the lines begin to get blurred because now lifestyle, people's lifestyle and people's work life are beginning to merge. A lot of people are working from home, working over time, they take time to go and pick their kids from school, come back to the job. You need to monitor whether they are at work, what they are doing. Uh, when you look at HR tech, you're not just looking at recruitment from the traditional point of view of oh, people come and drop CVs now, but there's even employment, employer branding now coming to the picture. You know, in fact, I think 43% of um, recruiters they think their job is basically a marketing job. That's the view of their job. It's a, they see it as a marketing job. So the employer branding side comes in. How do I make somebody see my uh, my my employer or my job as valuable, you know, uh, against the other competition? I'm competing with other employers for the same uh, labor market uh, resources. So um, HR tech spans anything that enables any of these components of HR, whether it's compensation, whether it's learning and development, whether it's recruitment and talent acquisition, talent management, uh, productivity, any technology that allows you to manage this part of considered HR technology. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, you know, just as we're, as we're talking, you know, like two things came to my mind. First was um, the moving from 2021 into 2022. What was um, at the top of the news was why are people resigning right and we had like that wave of <laughs> resignation and it seems like you know just like another trend kind of in the hr space which is layoffs right especially in the tech especially in the tech space so like in the hr tech i don't know if there's a difference between you know like the kind of things that happen in the hr space and the kind of things that happen in the hr tech space so what trends did you notice in the hr tech space in nigeria and then in africa okay so i mean in the hr techs uh, in nigeria in particular or specifically um again it's probably the same thing in africa is like you said the year started with an opportunity for a lot of layoffs you know the old japa syndrome people living the brain drain particularly in the skilled workforce is very high we had financial institutions who could not operate optimally because of uh, people leaving but uh, also the layoffs are primarily due because of the obviously the pandemic brought in a global recession so businesses have economies have stagnated as a whole and businesses are, were struggling to keep afloat so there had to be a lot of layoffs for companies to adjust you know their expectations their, their profits their um, revenues and everything 
the bottom line is basically to align to the reality of the market has shrunk basically which, which is what happens in a recession and you now we also have you know the war in ukraine uh in russia having its own effect on the global landscape prices skyrocketing for basic things like oil and energy and you know that in nigeria for instance um most businesses whether small or big uh, energy is a major cost in how they profile uh, their businesses so companies have to look for alternative ways to uh, react to this however it's particularly important to know that in the technology space there's been a lot more uh, impact of the global macroeconomic issues covid brought in the opportunity for remote work so many employers who had paid maybe lip service to the idea of remote working operations now saw that it was actually a viable and here to stay kind of trend so um, why would i be paying somebody in the us you know paying every amount on like our source to cheap for to cheaper labor in asia or africa so we found that a lot of people uh, were migrated abroad a lot of people even stayed at home but they were actually still working for companies abroad and the impact on if that is the ghost brain drain i think is even not being really realized because they are still locally in nigeria here or in africa here but they are working for companies abroad they are working on a different time zone <laughs> completely so we need to factor all these things those are the things that i think affected the uh, labor market there's a pull factor because there are green opportunities from the west and from all kind other countries outside of uh, our local spectrum but there's also the push factors from local companies having to react to uh, energy price soaring with the global recession uh, you know even the breakdown in travel okay so the freedom of travel has changed in many countries you can't simply go to some countries where you have to get this uh, test and that test and this and that and all of that have a long term impact on on trade now the suppliers are the basic market are the small businesses so even if you have a big business okay once people leave the office the woman who has a the small business woman who has a canteen supplying food in the office no longer has a business because there's no staff in the office uh for him for him or her to you know make food for what's going to happen those contracts are going to be rescinded so the small businesses who engineer this uh you know uh people are no longer in the office the cleaners the cleaner market is going to shrink because if i have less people using the 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 physical office spaces cleaning becomes less necessary or is reduced so again who are the people who provide these cleaners these uh, office assistants all of this it's the small businesses who provide food for the big corporate is the small businesses so as as the the downturn in general office operations leads to a downturn in sme uh, business operations so that's what we've noticed Uh, in the year 2022 also mm. and there's something you mentioned that I would want you to um throw more light on um the fact that a lot of recruiters see their jobs as a a form of marketing um the company and um trying to attract talent to the company mm-hmm. so so how much how much of would you consider yeah, this so, a major trend to um in 2022 oh yes certainly uh And even for small businesses again small businesses grow essentially by word of mouth either in their customer base or in how they source for talent so but what we found out is that because of the less interaction created by covid uh, people had to innovate to ways to push their product so if i'm a small business i may i sell clothes for instance i'm now on ig i'm now on whatsapp i'm now on this social media pushing my my my, my business um naturally 
I also have downlines who provide me input into my business. The same way customers, uh, small businesses recruit uh, customers, also the way they recruit that down. It's true word of mouth, who do they know? But as the interaction among human beings shrunk a bit, there was also a corresponding shrink in how they source for those talents. So you now have people, you know, their whole platforms, uh, social media platforms that people are adapting to get uh, logistics guys, riders to deliver goods and services, you know, and all of that. So naturally, as I project my business, I want to project it as not just good for the customer, but also good for anybody that will be working with me, whether as a freelancer or as a, a permanent employee in the office. And so most recruiters and most businesses, when they want to project, they want to compete with the other guys because now that everybody's on social media, uh, hiring on social media, doing all on social media, I need the, um, the potential employee or the applicant, you know, also has options to choose from. You need to differentiate yourself. So you find out that employee value proposition is critical, employee engagement is critical, and employee branding for the, some for someone looking from the in from the outside in, for an applicant looking from the outside in, employee branding gets critical. Do you support courses that that will make the potential employee feel like mm, that's a good place to work? Okay, uh, or I want to work for this person. I want to work for that person. People are checking out your your WhatsApp posts, your Instagram posts, your tweets. What courses do you support to know how they ought to align, you know, with a particular employer? Even at the small business level, amazingly. So, if the employee branding becomes very critical. You can't just go out there and you see all kinds of silly things on social media and then expect that when you now want to employ, the person is not checking you out. Person is also checking you out and saying, "What is this person's uh, historical nature? What kind of thing does it support?" I remember, sometime in the year, there was an issue where uh, employers were being called out for you know abusive workplace behaviors and all those kind of things. We saw all of that in 2022. Mm-hmm. Employer employees were willing to come out and say, "Oh, in this place, so oh, this is what this work culture is like. In that place, this is what this work culture is like." And we saw a lot of back. We saw a lot of, a lot of changes among at the corporate level, at the corporate governance level. People trying to make changes to make sure that their employee brand is properly perceived out there. So uh, it's a trend that will continue to grow because right now we're all social. Our work is social. Our marketplace is social. Our interactions are social. And so because of digital space, it is necessary that em- employers at all levels, corporate or small business, make sure that they are managing the perception of their brand out there. It, it's become extremely critical uh, in the marketplace going forward. Mm. Now, so it's a two-way road. It's no longer a one-way road where one person is just totally looking at, you know, the other person. Where the where the employer has like, you know, the knife on the arm. But then, um, yeah. it, it's a two-way road now. Um, how? What is the state of you know tech adoption by SMEs? Um, we're, we're talking HR tech, which is supposed to help make the operations of SMEs across the continent a lot more easier, faster, more efficient. But what exactly is the state of this adoption by SMEs? All right, thank you. Um, there was a US report that said that uh, 74% of businesses uh, plan to spend more on HR tech in the next year. Um, I think it was an Oracle report uh, that mentioned that. Now, the reality is that people will spend more. Number one, because it's completion for talents. So people are going to spend more. Number two, uh, digital platforms are more available to everybody. As people, as the younger generation continues to boom, especially in Africa, where our population is pretty, you know, below 40, the population below 40 is quite high 
uh, as a percentage of the total population. Uh, we, what we are going to see is that that population is the tech adoption population, and that generation is going to get jobs via not by dropping cities across the whole of Lagos Island, but <laughs> by um, <laughs> it's true, but, but you know, on WhatsApp groups, even as simple as WhatsApp groups, people are dropping cities, they're harvesting cities from those platforms, and so because of that, um, technology adoption is going to grow across all sectors, anyways. But there's also productivity. There's um, you know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, there are people who now rate. There's a group I know, for instance, that exists that now rates uh, delivery, uh, logistic delivery riders. Okay, to, for who the best delivery riders are. There are mm-hmm. people who are doing who, who are doing this and doing that, and we get a lot of complaints or issues going on social media and that. So, tech adoption is going to go. There's also the adoption of um, SMEs and HR techs merging with fintechs. Basically, for people in the Formal workplaces. There's a lot of fintech innovation going to into lending and credit access and investments. You know, targeted at the HR technology space. So there's a merger in a way of the two ecosystems where more HR tech firms are partnering with more fintech firms to provide access to credit for a viable population. Nano credit schemes are growing. We have platforms that you know will give you. If you are working for a specific company, if you get paid on a specific platform, we give you access to credit just because of that. No background checks, you get credit in a matter of seconds. So all of that is happening. And then there's also the capacity building side of things. One of the things that over the last two to three years have become norm is people realizing that you don't know, you no longer do trains where you bring everybody into a room and then it is maybe 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then there's a one hour long break and all that. No, 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 no. Capacity building for roles is happening asynchronous now. So I can go on any learning platform out there, book a course, pay a course, uh, pay for a course, and go through that course today. You can do it in the evening. Somebody has the month, one can do next week the same course for the same competencies and skills. So when you look at that that side through the whole capacity building side, both local and foreign, there's a growth in that area. I was talking to a partner who runs um, a learning management system a few, a few weeks ago, and it was in the UK trying to harvest more learning content for its local products in Nigeria here. So it gathers all these talents from all over the country, all over the world, sorry, and it presents it for users in the Nigerian space. So there's a lot of that also happening. So no longer will the company just say, okay, well, we're going to do this three-week training somewhere in an hotel somewhere. No, no, no. You can buy courses online for your employees. When you look at all of that, tech adoption in the HR tech space will continue to grow in both operational terms. Now, from a regulatory point of view, because money is also shrinking, you saw what uh, Lagos State has done in, in the last few months, where they now have a platform for uh, tax filing, tax, uh, you know, tax. Uh, you can't even pay tax to the state without going to their platform mm-hmm. to generate what they call a, a bill reference. So, from a statutory point of view, Local governments and states are going to be pushing for revenue, so they pay as you heard and those kind of revenue. They're going to be pushing for, for it through uh, all these payments and payroll platforms also. So I do not see how in the long run anybody will escape the uh, HR tech adoption patterns that we're seeing. The only thing that's going to happen is that uh, some people have to go, are going to have to jump in early. Why those who wait uh, will jump in late, but everybody's going to get on the HR tech platform one very soon. Hmm. 
Okay, that's really interesting, especially the last point where um, we are merging, you know, tax collection and um, you, you revenue and the HR tech platforms, you know, that that, that we have. That it's kind of saves everyone a lot of stress, by the way. Uh, now, most most entrepreneurs, you know, will be asking, you know, how best fits or fitting are these platforms to you know the different businesses and you know our, our peculiarities now I, I want to throw this to you as you know and in addition one of the challenges um you know to like the adoption of hr tech um for some smes would be um finding good fits for their businesses and you know i miss the peculiarities that they have and i'm asking what other kind of challenges you know are the industry facing or what kind of yeah what kind of challenges um does the industry face currently the hr tech and you know sma management industry all right so um the biggest challenge the hr tech space has had is first of all uh, the quality of talent we need more talent across the entire space because this com- the competition of talent is now very global. So one of the things we need to do is to make sure that we, we can retain the best talent because what basically happens today is so the handshake between the uh, start and the end uh, is, a little bit, is a little bit poor. The second issue is investments. And again, if you look at it, most of the investments into the tech space in Nigeria come to the fintech space. But we've seen a pattern where uh, more HR tech companies are now beginning to either get organic local investments or foreign seed funding into their programs. That funding is required to continue to drive innovation in that space. Then number three is um, handshake with other tech ecosystems. So a proper HR uh, technology system will need to handshake with fintechs, identity management platforms, uh, regulatory platforms. And so that integration has to mature so that uh, we have uh, straight out of you know, out-of-box integration to all these other ecosystems because human capital technology is essentially about human beings first people. So we need to bring that uh, technology to be more human, more relatable to the users. And I think the final thing I'd like to point out is um, the necessity for um, standardization. So different HR systems do whatever it is that differently. There are no standards. Unlike the fintech that's properly regulated by, say, CBN or some other uh, authority, fintech uh, HR technology firms uh, do it in different ways. So the standards around data protection, data uh, data control, data processing needs to be domesticated by, by all, the, uh, all the HR technology firms that are local and there has to be proper handshakes for integration. Um, I think one area where we continue to look to see the direction is the way regulatory authorities relate to this um, sector as a whole. So, for instance, um, we need to continue to look at regulation with respect to the foreign for, foreign players who are in the local space and whether there's any enablers provided by the government for the local players who are trying to grow. Because, make no mistake, uh, Nigerian HR techs in particular are exporting technology right now. Interesting. We've been doing it silently for years. But we have Nigerian tech, uh, uh, HR technology companies in other African countries. And also, other African countries are, are beginning. So, the competition thing, the that our companies get favorable uh, eagles for next year. That was so much needed. Mm, so, so that's, that's really interesting. The fact that um, there's like this exchange, intra-Pan-African exchange of um, HR tech 
um that's a really really interesting um, um, part but on funding because money is like important to a lot of people and most times um it's like what everyone sees first before they start running towards something um with the number of announcements of funding to hr tech um firms in nigeria and you know across the continent you know could an hr tech firm in maybe one or two years provide you know a unicorn do you see the possibility happening anytime soon one year two years less than five years less than three years <laughs> okay that, that's an interesting question uh, i think i'll give an opinion but i i i, I wouldn't say that is necessarily a consensus i believe that um, the, the capacity for exploding the hr tech space is there it's a very solid and very viable one but because it essentially first of all a human relations side so there's a social impact of HR technology the, moving across domains will be it's a little more complex than financial services so so what we've seen the growth in the fintech space like you said we've seen unicorns come out of the fintech space uh i think for the hr tech space there's still some path some, some way to go but i think that possibility is strongly there i think it will evolve slightly behind uh the fintech evolutional curve and uh, what we expect is that in, maybe not in three years, but maybe in five years, we could have HR tech companies that are more global coming out of the African space. So we have we already have HR tech companies working across tech domains and economies like Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, Ghana, in and all that, Rwanda. But we need to do more as HR tech practitioners in that space. And we need to work with the local HR uh, ecosystems. So for instance, in, in any given country, the way their tax laws work, the way their social security laws work, the way their employment laws, labor laws work, must be domesticated and available. Many of these things are not even available out there. You have to be a player in that country to even know the details in those countries. Also, again, Africa, essentially, 80% of our workers are in the informal sector overall. Many of them are not even visible uh, in their own local market. It's per se, they're a little bit opaque. Okay, that's interesting. Now, let's uh, make some bets and uh, some predictions. What do you think about HR Tech in 2023? Place your bets and make some predictions. So, uh, in 2023, what I see is the fintech space and the, and the HR Tech space are going to uh, overlap a bit more. Uh, like I said, um, access to credit is pushing a lot of the engagements um i mean if you want to take a loan from anywhere today what people what the bank wants to know is your source of income so as the nano credit scheme grows and they are finding out that oh there are actually silos of data silos of data processors in data tech space that overlap is going to go down shake is going to go and once uh the financial space puts its attention in any particular sector of the economy you can expect a boom in that area so in terms of i expect that we have a lot more of that uh, even at yes, email manager, we're having engagement with several players in that space who are already interacting with us at a very high level. Um, secondly, is learning. So I think learning also is going to go a bit and be had online, real time at your own pace. Uh, unfortunately, Nigeria this year we had long, but I know a lot of students who use the opportunity to learn things on and um, who are working as part time interns, part of in the learning. So, both in the learning space, the learning space, a lot of uh, improvements and new features and new solutions come out. Finally, I think another area I'd like to highlight is an old tax acquisition space. So, um, because the jobs are out there for skill talent, but they are um, nobody's dropping physical documents up and down anymore. 
So the whole, the whole framework for talent acquisition is, is completely apart from that platform. So there, there are quite a number of organizations who are used for talent acquisition. And that goes from not just shortlisting, but the whole process of interviews, the whole process of onboarding to organizations is getting digital. You can employ people now working for you from another country, from another place, and all the whole interaction happens digitally. You don't have to have met each other physically to have all that. So if you look at these three spaces, the overlap of uh, the fintech and the HR tech space, and it's beyond just credit, but credit is a critical uh, factor in that. The capacity building and training and you know learning and development sector or subsector and then also um, talent acquisition, you will find out that uh, these are areas we expect to grow a lot more in 2023. Okay, now let's uh, switch to end of the year slash Christmas slash uh, beginning of the new year. Uh, what are your plans for the holidays? <laughs> well, uh, some of us work in, we don't have holidays. <laughs> we work uh, year round. Again, remember that for, for, for many companies, uh, many states in Nigeria, you file your tax at the end of year slash early into the following year. Mm-hmm. So we need to prepare for that. Um, also, like I said, having noticed all, this, all these opportunities that we'll be imagining for 2023, some of us need to prepare to take on those opportunities. Um, I know that quite a high level of our companies are doing budgets right now uh, and planning strategies for the following year. So at a particular level, you really don't go on, all, on Christmas holidays. You just you fit the Christmas holiday into your schedule. So um, that's the plan anyway. <laughs> but we we'll, we'll still take time and rock rock this boat a bit as we enter Christmas and New Year mood. <laughs> mm, okay, okay, that's fine. Um, let's see. What what songs have made it for you um, or have made 2022 memorable for you? Songs? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> that's had, an interesting one yeah i had to throw that one in because yeah i knew you weren't expecting that <laughs> that's a combo yeah so um well i'm not much of a music afro as such um but the, i mean i, I have a, a music music group i follow a lot they call casting crowns okay so it's, uh, it's a gospel musical mm-hmm. fantastic and uh, i mean the I think there was a song that caught my attention uh, this year. It's not about me, and um, yeah, that's the song I love from them. Uh, <laughs> again, when it comes to songs, I guess I'm probably just the wrong person to talk to. Yeah, yeah, at least you've given us one, at least, so that's fine. We'll go with that one. Um, now, if you're going to share a you know, an inspirational thought um, as we end the year, you know, to whoever's listening. Um, based on the experiences this year and what this year has taught you, um, how would that go? Yeah, I think I would just simply say there have been a few, I mean, obviously there's been a brain drain in our country. And I think uh, I would just like to say before you jackpa, you know, think about a few things. For those of us who may not know the local parlance, the parlance jackpa simply means you want to migrate to any country. And I think Africa is an emerging market. I think people that can position themselves right to have a lot of opportunity in the African market. Uh, to specifically speak of my country, Nigeria, Nigeria is a com- country where you can start a business just by telling a family member, just by starting to sell some, just by posting a link. Um, these are not the same things in many of the Western countries that people are trying to escape to. So I want to encourage our people to sort of, instead of looking out, look inwards and see what you can do. Yes, there are challenges and yes, there are obstacles. 
But if we look very clearly, you will see that there are people who have broken through those obstacles and challenges. And Africa continues to provide a market. Uh, for, so I want to encourage everybody to look inwards first, look internal first, look at your neighbor, look at your friends, look at social media for African environments and see that people are innovating in different ways. Despite or in spite of the level of support they get from our statutory agents, but people are doing that. In any industry in Nigeria, it's easy to start something. It's very easy to start. So start something, do something, instead of uh, thinking of Japan at the first time. Okay, we're taking notes and jotting things down. Thank you very much um, for sharing those thoughts. Now, there's a real question. Yeah. Now, there's a real possibility that technology can replace all manual HR processes and automation will be available as a one-stop solution. But for now, uh, most SMEs need to be practical in making this decision, in getting what best fits them and surrendering these manual activities that can be handled by technology. As we plan for the year ahead, we'll take all the learnings from this year to ensure that we do better in the coming year and the coming years. We've been speaking to the product manager of Human Manager Limited, which is an HR and SME management tech firm and a subsidiary of System Specs Holding Company in Nigeria, Akinjide Omojola. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you very much. It's been really insightful and engaging. Thank you very much, Anthony, for having us. Yeah, beautiful. It's really beautiful that um, we are reflecting on these different areas and we are also hearing from the experts within these fields who are delving deeper into the nooks and crannies of these industries and helping us better understand how these things work. Um, you know, from me to you, it's today, go to an HR person, no matter the experiences you've had before, appreciate them because I think HRs mostly do the appreciation on behalf of the company and all. But today, take some time out, appreciate your HR and all the persons who work within that HR department space. You know, tell them something nice and, you know, wish them well as we end the year 2022. Cheeky, beautiful people, as I sign out on Tony's tech site this morning, you can catch us on social media at ATEC Radio on Instagram and at Africa Tech Radio on Twitter and on Facebook. Some people where you meet go show you through love All them go come your way them go away for me thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com